You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What up, world? Welcome on and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Mightier as your humble host on the Ocho. This is our episode for Monday, October 26th, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and we trust that you are rather upset because we are recording this on Sunday, October 25th, 2020. It is our official Dallas Cowboys post game show here on the blog of the boys podcast feed uh we told you earlier in the weekend uh i'm traveling a little bit out of town right now so i know that the acoustics don't sound exactly the same as they normally do um so as an apology for that we have brought on a special guest you heard him on friday's episode of the ocho you heard him on the pregame he was the only one along with myself to predict a dallas cowboys win therefore the only one to have some huevo on his face the dallas cowboys losing 25 to 3 on the road in Washington, they have yet to win a road game in the Mike McCarthy era. I am joined by the one, the only special guest himself, Papa Ocho. What is up, my dude? Hey, just here, uh, you know, just like you're saying, trying to figure out what happened in the game. So uh, we had three staff picks on the pregame show with us, Danny Phantom, uh, Mauricio Rodriguez, and Roy White. They all took the Washington football team. By the way, um, as I'm recording this, I know that we have had some audio levels. Uh, I, I did get a few tweets about that. We are working on that, so apologies. Right now, I know you got to have your audio um, a little bit louder in your car, in your phone, wherever you're listening to this. We will get on that, but uh, we've gotten that complaint before. Uh, there's no music or anything that's going to come in and, and rock your ears, so you can leave the audio right here for the rest of this conversation. But uh, back to the game, 25 to three, just, I, I mean, we said, um, I asked you in the pregame, I said, is there any way that this could reach a further level of rock bottom? I don't think anybody foresaw certainly Andy Dalton getting hurt. Um, that was a, an unfortunate situation. And I really hope that the NFL suspends John Bostic for that hit. One of the dirtiest hits, if not the dirtiest hit we've seen so far this NFL season. Um, that's one of the, the storylines from this game. Um, the, the, it's, it's, I, I tweeted this out, and, and some people kind of agreed, but I, I don't know. I, I think a Ben DiNucci-led Cowboys offense is still better than the Cowboys defense. I, I, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I do not disagree. <laughs> I think, um, you know, we did, we did talk about in the pregame, you know, as far as uh, what needed to change, hopefully. And, and I felt comfortable or confident that the, the defense would step it up and that they would – you know, Wrong. change their ways. And, uh, yeah, no, they didn't. You know, the only thing they did, they did have a goal line defensive stop. Uh, and, you know, they um, had a sack or two. So, 
you know, that was a little encouraging, but everywhere else uh, it was difficult to watch. And, uh, you know, unfortunately on the offensive side, um, yeah, I mean, more turnovers. So what do you say? We, uh, we were correct. We said that the Washington defensive front would finish with more sacks than the Cowboys would have field goals. That hit, um, although the Cowboys only had one field goal, so it wasn't that difficult. And, and that's kind of where I'm the most frustrated, I think, as a Cowboys fan, is the, the problems that, that were out there at FedEx Field were very predictable. Um, and I don't mean predictable like in the way that football is predictable, but all of the, you know, it's like, um, like if, if you were taking a test and, the, you know, sometimes like teachers give you like the study guide that's like literally the exact questions that are going to be on the test and you didn't study that, well, then you're kind of the idiot, you know what I mean? And we knew that the Washington defensive front was going to be a huge problem. We knew that the Cowboys defense was just letting everybody kind of have their way with them. And yet somehow, some way, those predictable things were exploited, play in and play out. You mentioned it. The first series of the game, uh, Washington, well, the Cowboys won the toss and uh, chose to defer. Good for them. They got things, you know, doing that right still at least. Uh, Washington goes all the way downfield, and congratulations to the Cowboys. They held them on fourth and goal, and it was so predictable that there would be a safety. I mean, right, right? I mean, every Cowboys fan watching that was thinking, like, here's where the safety comes. And they actually bought themselves some distance to work with, and then it just – you know, Andy Dalton, I know I've gone a number of directions here. Andy Dalton is not perfect, and we certainly hope he gets well soon. We hope he heals up. Hope we get to see him play soon enough. Um, He's not perfect. But he, in, in the toxic situation that he is in, he's also doing himself no favors. You have to know that your offensive line is terrible. You have to get rid of the ball quick. And that's why that safety happens. I mean, um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't have words for this team and their organization because they don't have any organization right now. They're just they're, it feels like they're just going through the motions. Yeah, they are. And, um, you know, you mentioned it, uh, Andy. One of the things you and I talked about, I said, man, it's going to have to be a lot of check downs, going to have to be, you know, uh, out of the shotgun many times, you know, just buy yourself a second or a half second, whatever more uh, by doing those things and get rid of the ball. And, um, you know, to his credit, he did see the rush coming on that uh, on that play where he fumbled and turned out in, uh, to be a safety. But, you know, just it, it happens so fast uh, and it always does that uh, you have to anticipate it, like you're saying. You have to have something in mind uh, to counter it. And, you know, some of the things they tried to do to counter it, like, you know, throwing that, that pass to C.D. Lamb behind yeah. the line. I mean, that, that's not the way to counter it. The passes have to be north and south, uh, not east and west. And that's, uh, you know, that's part of the problem there. You mentioned C.D. Lamb. Um, you're talking about the screen pass, kind of everything behind the line of scrimmage. There was a great throw that Andy had to CD. Just kind of hit him perfectly across the middle, and CD dropped it. I mean, yeah. this this was you know, there's not a lot. There's this is a very small sample size. This was the worst game I think of CD's career so far, and that's where you know, like the the interception Andy had at the end of the first half, the pass to Zeke that got tipped. I don't, you know, I, I took some heat because I didn't place the blame on that on Andy. And was it a perfect pass? No. Was it behind Zeke? Yes, but. Andy's not the all pro in that connection. Andy's not the person that is being expected to carry the team uh, in that connection. I I mean, the fact that Andy even got a pass off considering the duress that he had been under to that point in the game, I thought was, was commendable. And so, I mean, you know, it's, 
it's unfortunate that that's the reality, but that's what it is. And so Andy not only doesn't have a great offensive line, not only uh, is having his running back, you know, kind of not really carry things on the ground, but is having drops. I mean, it's just it's a nightmare combination. And then when you give the ball up, the defense just can't stop anybody. This was and this this is kind of like the CD Lamb point. I mean, Trayvon Diggs just got destroyed by Terry McLaurin. And it's unfair that we are placing such high expectations on Trayvon Diggs because he's a rookie, but that's the reality of the situation. And that's what the Cowboys have sort of created. You know, I, I know that the Cowboys are injured and they're certainly missing players, but I, I just ultimately, I think from if, if I have um, a, an accountability pie and I'm, you know, sort of allotting percentages, I, I, where is Demarcus Lawrence? I, I just, you know, and he had a sack, and so did Everson Griffin to that point. But this pass rush for the the, the money that is on the pass rush, specifically in Demarcus Lawrence, I mean, you're missing Dak Prescott. That sucks, and that inhibits Amari Cooper. That inhibits Ezekiel Elliott, right? I mean, all, all of your offense kind of works together in that same way. Demarcus Lawrence and what he is able to do is not inhibited by any sort of injury right now, and yet he's the guy who's kind of shrinking, albeit he did have the sack in this particular game. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and you know, even, um, you know, you're having some of the other guys coming in that uh, aren't being as effective. Obviously, uh, you know, you got Leighton Vanderesh available. and He played you know, well. I thought he was okay today. He, he was okay, but he wasn't himself. And, you know, that's, that's what, uh, you know, is demerit as well. You know, he needs to be not only himself, but playing at an exceptional level. And, you know, we saw Jalen again with a couple of, you know, mental oh. errors. And, uh, you know, just the, uh, the, the Washington team was able to exploit that. And especially on that touchdown to the to, to the, Logan Thomas. Yeah. Former exactly. quarterback, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's it's DeMarcus, but it's a lot of the other guys as well. I mean, like you're saying, if you had a pie and you wanted to, you know, distribute the, you know, where you think the weight of the, you know, accountability is, you know, you're going to need like a pizza slicer to slice all a lot of individual, very tiny slices because, you know, it goes in, in many ways. There's a lot of different accountability uh, factors here. And so everybody would get a small slice of pie. Um, it's funny that we use pie because the Joneses love to talk about that with their salary cap, you know, situations and whatever. But I, I feel bad because, you know, nobody enjoys criticizing any player. We're just talking about what we saw. And I feel bad because Jalen Smith has been a punching bag for a lot of people. Jalen Smith has had a really rough season on Twitter. And he's had a really rough season on the field. And I would argue he is maybe the worst player of the Cowboys starting defensive players. Xavier Woods might be challenging him for that. Xavier Woods, I have no idea what he's doing. Uh, I mean, I have no idea why the Cowboys refuse to invest in the safety position, but you're right. Jalen, Jalen in coverage is the worst idea ever. And he's still, I mean, Jalen's celebrating what he thinks is a defensive stop despite flags being thrown for one of the more blatant pass interference penalties you'll ever see. And so all of that just adds, you know, it's, it's icing on top. And, and I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll go out on this limb now. It's not really a limb, but I mean, I'm not picking the Cowboys again. I don't, I don't even know the next game that I'm willing to pick the Cowboys because this, this is legitimately and literally one of the worst teams in the NFL. No, for sure. And, and um, you know, you and I talked about it during the game. We said, what team, 
could these Cowboys beat? And, you know, we, we talked about, uh, you know, well, the Washington team is, is certainly not on that list anymore. <laughs> maybe the New York Giants, uh, but, you know, we, we had our doubts, and then we said maybe the New York Jets. Uh, and, again, you know, we said they, they might have some luck. So, I mean, right now I, I don't know. And, and so, you know, when we talked about in the pregame, you know, uh, how what has to happen for this team to hit rock bottom. I think what I saw today, you know, you know, might make us change, or at least me change my mind on, on what we projected, how many W's they could have and, and maybe be, you know, 500 or a little over uh, after Thanksgiving. So, you know, I don't know right now. I, I maybe see – one win, if anything. Um, Just off of, like, laws of probability. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, something has to happen drastically in order to change that. Well, so when I asked you on the pregame show, what what would have to happen? Like, what would it take to kind of, you know, spark, you know, further uh, falling, further dissension towards rock bottom, create a new rock bottom? We're just in a black hole at this point. One of the things you said, and that I said I agreed with that you kind of stole from me, was uh, like fighting on the sideline. We didn't quite see that, but we did see Andy Dalton getting in the O-line's face. And there, there didn't seem to be anything negative about that, just more constructive, more come on, let's get it together, etc., whatever the case may be. Uh, this came after the game, and I think this is an example of it. So we know the report, the anonymous report from early last week from NFL Network, NFL Network Exchange Slater reported that the, there were players, again, anonymous players that felt a level of discontent with the coaching staff, felt like the coaching staff didn't know what they were doing, et cetera. Certainly a, a call out from anonymous players, right? Um, Jerry Jones, we talked about this, expressed a great deal of disagreement with this report. He, in fact, challenged the report. Uh, we heard, obviously, Cowboys players and Mike McCarthy and everybody kind of poo-poo it, say, get, get real. That's not happening in our locker room, whatever. Well, after the game, when meeting with the local media, Mike McCarthy called out his player. So to go back, Andy Dalton gets hurt in the third quarter. Again, one of the dirtiest hits so far this season from John Bostic, rightfully ejected from the game. I certainly believe he should be suspended, uh, fined. I mean, everything that you can do within the parameters of the NFL rulebook. But the moment that happens, Andy's just on the ground and – Nobody really cares, seemingly, that is associated with the Cowboys. Nobody goes after John Bostic. There was some concern, certainly, for Andy Dalton lying on the field, clearly in a great amount of pain, and, and you know his helmet came flying off and things like that. But nobody goes after John Bostic. I mean, and, and again, I, I've, I say this all the time, I've never played football, um, so, but, but, and you can deal with all the varsity blues cliches, right? Like, oh, in fact, before the game, Alden Smith said in the huddle, you heard this on the Fox broadcast, let, let's go be warriors. Well, the, the warrior cliche is you fight for one another, you know, it, it's, it's a band of brothers and whatever other stuff you want to throw out there. Nobody goes to defend Andy Dalton to this dude. And Mike McCarthy called out the players for that, said that that isn't the response or the result you would expect to see. Do you like Mike McCarthy doing that? Or do you think that he shouldn't meddle with that situation at all? You know, I mean, I, <clears throat> I think that uh, McCarthy felt he had to do that. I think that, you know, there's so much pressure on him on so many other things that he wants to at least get that one right. And uh, so I, I agree with him. I think he needed to say something. And, and he did because, you know, I mean, if I'm Andy – you know, laying there. I mean, I, I want somebody to, I want to know 
people have my back. And I don't think he walked away with that feeling. Well, I, I hate to do this. Like I saw some of these tweets like, oh, there's no way Zach Martin lets John Bostic do that. You know, like we, we sort of hypothesize things and make them factual, right? I, I don't think that's fair. Uh, I certainly could not, though, see Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins, uh, Travis Frederick, Joe Looney to that you know, <laughs> point, uh, let John Bostic get away with that. I don't think anybody lets John Bostic get away with that if it's Dak Prescott. I, I think the fact that it's, it's a different quarterback maybe adds to it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you've got to defend your guy. I mean, you know, like that's the type of thing that starts a shoving match, you know. And I thought Zeke had a fair quote about it when he was asked about that. He said, well, look, you don't want to go out there and get into a fight yourself and then you get ejected and then you're hurting your team. And so it is a rock and a hard place sort of situation. But these types of things are the glaring problems when you are who the Cowboys are right now. They look like a group of individuals that have no accountability to anybody. And so to me, I, I see that as Mike McCarthy trying to, to in, ignite any level of emotion. I mean, you know, Everson Griffin told the local media afterwards that there was no quit in them. I mean, and I, I don't like this isn't, you know, I, I'm not on this like vendetta to establish that the Cowboys have quit, but they have absolutely quit. I mean, you, you cannot watch this team and believe that they are competing at the highest possible level in, in a lot of respects, the, the players in terms of how they're playing and the coaching staff. I mean, I, I and I really it's it's not a fun thing to call for people's jobs, um, but I have no idea how the Cowboys keep Mike Nolan employed. I mean, it, they are they are the get right team. And that's not like an exaggeration. That's not hyperbolic. They are literally the team that when you need to get right, you play the Cowboys, you boost all your. I, I was joking with you. I started the Washington defense and special teams in our league of record, and I look like a genius for that. I mean, they are the doormat for all teams in those situations. Yeah, they are. They are. And, um, you know, we. I think you, you made a statement. You said, you know, they are a group of individuals that do something you just said. And, you know, but I think it should be they are a group of individuals, period, because that's how they are performing as individuals. Uh, you know, we don't see the, the team concept uh, very well. It's not very obvious. It's not emphatic. It's, there's no enthusiasm, if you will. And, uh, you know, so you see a lot of individual celebrations and things like that where, you know, it doesn't help the team. It just looks good on that individual play. So, you know, to me, that that really stands out. It's um, th there were a lot of takes and tweets flying out um, that the team never played like this under Jason Garrett. The, in Look, love Jason Garrett. I, I think he's a great person. I've told you that. I've said that on the show. It was not a mistake to move on from Jason Garrett. The 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 common the the Venn diagram. We were in the middle of the Venn diagram. You know what I'm saying? Like between Jason Garrett and, and Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy inherited all of these issues. And again, it's it's not fair to say it's not like the Cowboys were awesome. You know what I mean? It's not like these issues didn't exist before. And and so if if Mike McCarthy's process is ever going to take hold, it is going to be extremely painful, like it is right now, because there's going to be a lot of weeding out. There's going to be establishing, okay, who are the guys that won't go and defend an Andy Dalton that gets hurt or whatever the case may be, because I want guys that will. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't know. I it's not even – it's amazing the Cowboys play these games that in, in the postgame show, we don't even need to talk about the game. You know what I mean? It's, it's about what does this mean for who they are as a team, and, and right now they look incredibly broken. 
Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, that's true. And and yeah, I mean, you know, Andy Dalton. You know, again, we've said uh, he's probably um, you know not the greatest quarterback in the league right now, but he's uh, he's very adequate. And you know, he's uh, or he should be adequate. Should be adequate, and he's your guy right now. I mean, everybody should have signed up and embrace that. And uh, again, I I don't really see that uh, coming from the team. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. So we tweeted from the Blog and the Boys podcast, uh, excuse me, Blog and the Boys Twitter handle on Twitter at Blog and the Boys. Uh, what were the three most disappointing things that you saw on Sunday? We are going to read a few. I will ask you first, dude. What were the three most disappointing things? It can be as grand as you want, as detailed as you want. It's up to you. Do your things. Well, uh, I was expecting uh, that Zeke would uh, carry uh, more of a responsibility. I, I don't think I saw that. I mean, yeah, he tried. I thought he was trying, but he just wasn't successful. And, you know, it's not a, an individual thing that he can do. But I was, you know, I was disappointed that I didn't see that uh, more fruitful. Um, I think I'm, I'm disappointed that, uh, you know, our defense is probably, you know, as bad as, as it's, uh, you know, being rated to be, being evaluated by everyone to be. And, and you know, so that's disappointing. And then, you know, just the loss of Andy Dalton. You know, if we had any chance uh, of success this year, you know, we really needed him to give him every opportunity that, that we could to be successful. And, you know, with him going down, I mean, you know, I really don't know a lot about Ben Danucci, but, you know, I hope he's... Danucci. Danucci, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe, you know, maybe something changes, but, you know, I, I really took, uh, think that uh, we took a step backwards now. For, uh, by the way, I was going to say 10 things at once, uh, so apologies for the flub there. But uh, Ben DiNucci's first NFL play was a disaster. Um, the the pitch that he – two-handed Yeah, pitch. a two-handed pitch. Like it was a hot potato. Um, very, very interesting. And at that point, you could only really laugh. Uh, my three most disappointing things, I'm very close to yours. I think one mm -hmm. is defensively, I'm disappointed because it's – and I, it's, it sounds like a joke, but it's the truth – it's just impossible to get worse. You know what I mean? Like, like every week we sit here and, we, and it's like, well, that, that's it. You cannot be worse than that. And somehow, some way, they, they find a way. I mean, it's one thing to, you know, and the Browns are the Browns. But, and I don't mean like the culture of the Browns, but like it's, it's one thing to let the Browns get right against you because, you know, they had been struggling. But, but then you look at it and you say, well, they've got, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever the case would be. You know, you can talk yourself into why that happened. It's another thing to let the New York Giants and the Washington football team look like 
I mean, just unstoppable forces. And that's who they are. This is, I think, the worst Cowboys defense I have watched week in and week out in my lifetime, which is saying a lot. Um, and so that's my first disappointing thing. My second is the culture of the Cowboys because they have scored 26 points since Dak Prescott went out. Uh, that was a little bit over in terms of game time nine quarters ago. Obviously, they had been scoring at a high rate. Some of that was out of necessity. Uh, but that goes to show how out of games they are, even when they are in smaller deficits like 17 to nothing because they cannot overcome that the way they could with Dak. And I'm disappointed in that because it was just five years ago that they learned this very painful lesson that you have to have depth. You have to have depth everywhere to be able to protect. And it's, it's inexcusable for you to lose one guy, however important the quarterback of your team is, and just collapse all over yourselves. But that is literally what they are doing right now. And finally, my third thing is, is also Dalton-related. I agree with you. It's a huge bummer. Um, and, and what I'm bummed about is – it's more related to the Cowboys. I don't, I don't mean to take away from Andy Dalton, but this was an incredible opportunity, and it very well still might be. We certainly hope and pray the best for, for Andy. But, I mean, okay, Dak went down with injury. That was super unfortunate, the way the circumstances you know, around that went on. But, Andy, you got a chance to play for the most visible team in the NFL to resurrect your career. As everybody knows with these wide receivers and, and even Dalton Schultz, who's kind of slept on, and Zeke Elliott, you know, all the talk, you had all these you know, things going for you to potentially Eventually, you know, net yourself a starting quarterback contract with another team next year. And I'm disappointed that the team has already failed him. You know what I'm saying? Like, the team has already failed him. And he started two games for them. And not just the coaching staff having failed him in terms of not preparing for different things. And some of that is just awful luck with the offensive line and injuries and things like that. But I really do feel badly for Dalton that nobody rushed in, in, in terms of defending his honor against John Bostic. That sucks. I mean, this dude went out and got sacked six times for you. And you guys couldn't even go give a light shove in his honor. And so... Um, it is what it is. But uh, let's move on to our Twitter responses. Our first one comes from AP, who is on Twitter at DeForce23, says, inept offense, run defense, and drops by Lamb. Yeah, I'm not worried about CD long term, but it's very fair to be disappointed. Again, the worst game of his career, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. Michael Mitchell on Twitter at Blues Pastor says, uh, number one, the offensive line standing around while their quarterback is on the turf with his bell rung. Um, yeah, I mean, that's very fair. Number two, Jalen Smith still drawing a check as a professional football player. So I don't like saying it that way. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard to be enthused about Jalen Smith as a Dallas Cowboy. Uh, number three, uh, uninspired offensive line play leading to safety and multiple pressures. Again, that was a predictable thing. You knew that they were going to be awesome up there. You know, you, you had all week. And, again, just because you had all week doesn't mean that it was, you were going to be able to beat it. But you had all week to prepare for that, and you failed. And, and that's honestly who they are as a whole. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. Next one is from Roberto's Madness. Says they play like they haven't played football before. Plus, this team has no hustle in them. Washington players flying all over the place. The only bright side is Zeke didn't fumble this time, but it still looks like he is running with his cleats tied together. Yeah, I, I really thought Zeke looked like the best version of himself that we'd seen. I said this then uh, after week one. Yeah. Zeke looks lost. Yeah, Zeke, um, I mean, he hasn't lost a step. That's not the right phrase. But, you know, I mean, I, I don't know uh, if he's, you know, maybe when he hears the play, he's like thinking to himself, man, why are we running this play right now? And so he just goes through the motions. But, yeah, I mean, it, it just doesn't seem like, you know, um, he's uh, in 
fully engage in whatever the play is. Um, let's see here. Shane on Twitter at Shane, that's S-H-A-I-N-E underscore 69. Number one, offensive play calling to not protect quarterback. Yeah, it's a common theme here. Number two, lack of fight when it was clearly an illegal hit on Dalton. Again, and seriously, I mean, like, he's, he's sliding, you know, like, and sometimes I think that rule can be iffy. You know, so, sometimes a quarterback is sliding and, and football happens so fast that a defender's just launching himself and it's impossible to pull up. And sometimes those penalties still get called. This was not that. This was Andy was very clearly sliding and, and John Bostic went for his head. It was awful. Uh, number three from Shane, the rest was pretty much expected. Maybe that's the most disappointing thing is that we expected them to be this bad and somehow they were worse. That's the interesting way to look at it. Yeah, I, I you know. That one's uh, that one's a little bit different, but yeah, true. Uh, next one comes from not Andrew Bloom um, says it, on Twitter. Twitter handle is the Andrew Blog says number one the Cowboys game. Uh, um, let's see, uh, the others are um, a little bit more related to the Fox broadcast, but yeah. So the Cowboys game is a disappointing thing as a whole. Um, let's see here. Let's move on. Um, JKF um, said on Twitter at junk. Uh, junk shop days, uh, number one, the, number two, Dallas, number three, Cowboys. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, Adam P. Tate on Twitter at AP Tate says players coaching ownership. Um, this is a theme. How much do you put this on Jerry Jones? I mean, because, you know, we're recording this Sunday, Tuesday morning. Jerry's going to hit 105 through the fan. And I, I feel badly for him and Steven because they have to say the same things. But, that's what's so frustrating. It just feels like every week we sign up to get punched in the face all over again. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, there's different uh, levels of, of accountability. And <clears throat> for one, the buck stops with Mike McCarthy when you're talking about, you know, the X's and O's of the game. But, you know, when you're talking about, and, and which people are now, the organization, the culture, the drive, the disappointment, uh, the dissension within the group. I mean, then, you know, I, I think that goes, you know, it encompasses more than just McCarthy. And, you know, as a general manager and owner, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think people will start pointing a finger at Jerry Jones. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's some accountability to be had there. I, I was about to say I think any uh, criticism from Mike McCarthy is unwarranted. I don't feel that way because, again, Mike McCarthy vetted and signed off on the Mike Nolan hire and continues to employ him and, and believe in him. And there is a, a level of, I guess, legitimacy to that idea, but obviously it's not working. Um, but where I do feel very badly for Mike McCarthy, or, or I'm at least more considerate of Mike McCarthy, is this, and I've said this you know, already, but this remains and continues to be not the team he signed up for. The dude was working with Ben DiNucci. I mean, no disrespect to DiNucci, but, you know, I mean, he's, he's working with Ben DiNucci and – his, you know, last year, the worst offensive lineman on the Cowboys was Connor Williams, and he's now the only point of stability. Um, I, I mean, and, and you know, if you, again, because I think, I think culture is going to be a really big talking point this week, and it's going to be kind of one of the main narratives on all the talk shows and things like that, and especially because of what Mike McCarthy said. And I like what Mike McCarthy said, to be clear. And, and to be very clear, I'm talking about calling out the players for not going to bat for Andy Dalton. If, if that's the message he's preaching, it seems like it's falling on deaf ears. 
Um, and for what it's worth, we were talking about this uh, when we first got to our, our spot that we're staying at. Um, we were talking about Aaron Rodgers' comments uh, earlier this past week on the Pat McAfee show when he was asked about the anonymous report, and he sort of poo-pooed the anonymous factor of it. He said, put your name on it. And there's definitely that take. Jimmy Johnson had that take on Sunday morning on the Fox pregame show. And, and there were a lot of people, I think, on a national scale – that took that side, right? You know, this that's lame, that's, you know, chicken, whatever you want to call it, um, to, to be anonymous about it. And so I feel that, that I feel that the outsider looks at this and says, the Cowboys players are the ones that are at fault. And I think now that Mike McCarthy has pushed even more on that direction, I think that that talk picks up. No, for sure. And, and yeah, I mean, like you're saying, he, um, he sanctioned it or he warranted it and to a certain degree validated some of that. But yeah, I mean, I, I, and not that it shouldn't be, but, you know, it's, it's at that point. And, and like I said, you know, because I think he realizes that a lot of the accountability will, will fall on his shoulders. And, you know, he wants to make sure that, you know, at least people get the, the impression or the perception that, that he recognizes that and that uh, he wasn't happy with what he saw in the field in that moment. I think it's, it's an example of, you know, Mike McCarthy, people talk about how he lied about watching all the games and everything. The dude sat out a year and clearly knew that, you know, the, the fact that he had a Super Bowl ring was, was kind of a voucher that he could cash in for a new job. But, you know, that, that has a, a limited, you know, lifespan if you don't utilize it correctly. And I think he clearly knew this is my shot to kind of like Andy Dalton, to reestablish myself, to reboost my career, whatever you want to call it. And I mean, if, if I'm Mike McCarthy, I'm doing this thing Sinatra style. I'm doing it my way. And so in that, and that should be the case. I mean, it, really, the, it should be the head coach's way. Like all the things from the preseason are super weird in some ways, like taking the names off the back of the jerseys and whatever. But if, that, if you're the head coach and you want to do things that way, you should do them that way. And if you want your players to do certain things, the players should do the things that way because you're the head coach and that's the way the team is supposed to function. Right now, it seems like people like to say too many, uh, was it too many cooks in the kitchen or whatever? Yeah. I don't think it's even that. I think it's it's people ordering food and a chef cooking it and the people saying it's not, you know, I wanted a medium and this is, you know, medium rare. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's nitpicking and it's complaining and it's finger pointing and that is a really, really, really worrisome thing for the future of this team. I mean, they're not even halfway through the season, dude. I mean, but somehow, some way, they are not only in the thick of the NFC East race, but next week they are on prime time. I mean, <laughs> we might have to watch the Cowboys start Ben DiNucci on Sunday Night Football on the road in Philadelphia. Oh, that's, um, you know, <laughs> I think uh, uh, getting a little ahead, but yeah, it's very possible. But no, you're right. I mean, McCarthy, uh, you know, obviously he's uh, uh, been around the NFL for a long time. He knew what he was getting into. And, you know, some of the things that they told him that were obvious, he knew. And I, and I guarantee you that he even knew some of the things, you know, that aren't so obvious just because of the way he, he recognizes and <clears throat> his knowledge of the NFL in general. So, um you know, I don't feel bad for him in, you know, in that respect because he did sign up for it. But he, he also signed up for a different team than what he has on his hands right now. You know, what did you say, six starters out already yeah. on offense? And, you know, well, and, and you've got some primary backups gone, too. I yeah. mean, not, not, you know, Andy Dalton is one of them, obviously a tackle, places like that. 
Yeah, so, you know, the personnel is, is quite different than, than what he was anticipating. And maybe, you know, what he has built up, all of his strategies and, and, and you know, his, his schemes and everything around, and those folks aren't there. So you can't do, you know, a scheme that you would normally do with, with uh, you know, uh, Tyron and all those guys on, on the line with the guys he has now. So he's, you know, basically having to rewrite his script on the fly and and you know so I do have some sympathy for him there but you know this is the NFL and at the end of the day it's a business and everybody runs that same risk the other uh, new coaches on their teams uh, you know are facing similar struggles so Ron Rivera is in Washington Ron is one and he's you know aside from all that fighting a personal situation right you know yeah I mean you know it's it's the NFL well, I have a feeling this is going to be a bit of a bumpy week uh, as far as the Dallas Cowboys are concerned. Whatever happens, we will, of course, have you covered at blogintheboys.com. You're home for the latest and greatest in the world of America's team. Make sure you subscribe right here to the Blog and the Boys podcast network. We are available on all major podcast platforms. You get two episodes every single day. Later on today, on Monday, you will get a brand new episode of Girls Talking Boys with Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray, which I'm sure will be very animated. Make sure you also subscribe to the official Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. We're working on some fun things, some improvements I think you're going to enjoy. Simply search for Blog and the Boys. Subscribe on there. I am on Twitter and Instagram at RJOchoa. I'll be back, of course, tomorrow for another rendition of the Ocho as we uh, kind of take this thing. Shout out to Jason Garrett day by day. Um, and, and first place is going to be up for grabs for the Cowboys again next week. I mean, I joked about Ben DiNucci on Sunday Night Football, but uh, Washington is on a bye this week. The New York Giants will host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so that is a loss. And the Dallas Cowboys play the Philadelphia Eagles. So only one team will emerge with three wins in week eight of uh, the season for the NFC East. Any last thoughts? Any last concerns, criticisms, points of pride? Uh, no, just, you know, hoping that everything's okay with Andy Dalton. And, you know, just hope that, uh, again, you know, somehow they find a way uh, to overcome some of these issues and, and put on a much better performance next week. We'll see. We will see indeed. Hopefully your fantasy teams won. Hopefully everything else went great for you. Uh, I mistakenly thought that the time changed this week, uh, so I was glad to be wrong there because a whole extra hour to digest this game would not have been fun. Uh, but, you know, I'll have the opportunity certainly next week. Uh, once again, you know where to find all of us at BTB. Um, it's going to be okay. We're, we're, we're going to be okay. We're going to figure this thing out, and we're going to have some fun doing it. Um, so, yeah, do me a favor. Do us a favor. Have the absolute best Monday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.